Agency Click presents Everything Film with Film Robot on BNN Bloomberg Radio. Agency Click gives you the chance to sign up and connect with and cast thousands of premier performers, post your casting requests, and confirm bookings. Just go to agencyclick.com. It's Everything Film with Film Robot and your hosts, Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton. It is Everything Film presented by Film Robot, broadcasting on BNN Bloomberg Radio, 1410 AM, also at 103.5 FM HD3, broadcasting from the legendary Shore Club in downtown Vancouver. Joe Leary, along with Patrick Shelton of Film Robot. Uh, this is now year two for us. This yes, is our second yes, year. Yes, we're in December, yeah. but you know what? Our year's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Congratulations. We, we, we turned one. In November, yeah. Let's welcome Andrew Webster, who is an agent with Webster Talent. We feel like we've already interviewed you because we've been having all these laughs and all these yeah, in-depth conversations prior, but welcome to our program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So, okay, I'm going to ask you a very important question because I posed this one time to a music manager. Could you sign an artist that you don't like? And he said, no, because I, I, I don't have to like the music, but I have to like the artist because mm-hmm. I have to work with them and I have to promote them. Yep. Okay, let's say, let's hypothetically, let's say I'm a jerk. <laughs> hypothetically. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got talent and I come to you looking to be signed, but you don't like me. Yeah. Could you say, well, I'll hold my nose and represent the client? No, I, I would have to join that, that other chap who said the same thing. I, I couldn't and I've had that stance for a long time. I think life's short. <laughs> I think you have to enjoy what you do at the end of the day, especially within film and TV industry. It's, it's a crazy industry, as is the music industry. You have to enjoy every day and you have to enjoy what you do and, and appreciate the people you work with, for me personally. So no, I, I couldn't. Even if I knew they'd make me a million bucks in commission, I couldn't do it. What if they start out nice but become jerks? What do you do then? Then I'll try and land them on a great gig <laughs> and then we part ways and yeah. I'll still c- collect commission on that and gig he, that I yeah. help him yeah. No, but we talked about this before and it, it, I, I always said it was like, and we can get into it with you, but the whole industry's personal connections, whether you mm-hmm. believe it or not, like you have to be a good person and go to the generally, thing. Generally, can, like, yeah. like a person that's not liked is not liked by everybody. No, for right? sure. Like you're, gonna, you got to, you're either in it or you're and I think on the outside looking in, in my opinion. And right? even more so, I think these days, I think back in the day, there were stories of a lot of bad behavior on film sets and you could get away with it nowadays. It's, it's not the environment to do so. And I think a lot of actors have, and, and agents and producers and, and everyone, executives, we've all had to sort of take notice of that, I think. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer of, of being a good person. I like to work with good people. You know, I can bring out my, my Ari Gold when I need to now and again <laughs> with, uh, with negotiations yeah. if I have to. But yeah. I, I like to play the good guy. I think it's, it's just doing what's fair and what's just and we're all in it together. I'm curious in, in the hierarchy of the world that you're in, where does the agent rank versus the manager? I, mm-hmm. I guess they can be one and the same in some cases. Absolutely. And, and I am. It's, I mean, in Hollywood, it's very specific. Like you have agents and you have managers. And there's a lot of written and unwritten things that separate the two of them. Um, Again, typically the agent's job is to get the audition and to negotiate the contracts, and that's kind of their their job. Uh, The manager then can sort of take on more of a personal role, give them more guidance in their business life, in their personal life, bring in connections that they know, uh, and producers are also allowed to produce down in, in the States as well. 
up here it's quite different we do we're all bound talent agencies are bound through a talent agency license so technically i'm a talent agent but i also do manage um we only represent actors for film and tv on camera we don't do voiceover we don't do commercials possibly we're the only agency in talent agency in canada that's like this i'm i'm not sure but we it's just not our passion commercials mm -hmm. voiceover it's not our passion if my client wants to do it i would love them to go with someone who specializes in that and that's their passion we love film and tv and and trying to you know bring the best quality material we can to our clients and so we we do that as the agent we do, i negotiate contracts and i love negotiating um but yeah we you know i have a small roster like a very small roster and i love the clients i have se several of which have been with me for a long time but you seem like a very affable guy can you be a hard ass in negotiation i can be i i can pull out a, if i need to i can i can turn on a dime a little bit but and i think the english accent helps <laughs> <laughs> i can uh, sort of bring up bring a little bit of that to the table but no ultimately again i can bring on some tough ass la managers and agents as well because mm -hmm. at the right time i do then bring on people to join the team and some of those guys, they're the ones, you know, they're the stereotypical sharks, uh, Hollywood sharks, but it works. They can be the bad cop, I can play the good cop, and we, we can work as a team. And, and speaking of sharks, I'm sure you've seen the movie Swimming with Sharks with Kevin Spacey. I have. Are there people like that in your business? Oh, yeah. And Ari Gold, there are people like... A hundred percent. I mean, Ari Gold, I think, was based on a couple of different people, but especially, um, oh, I can't remember his name now, but he's the main chap over at William Morris yeah. Endeavor down in the U.S., uh, absolutely. I've dealt with some producers in Hollywood that have been yelling and screaming over the phone at me for no particular reason. Maybe they did some blow for breakfast <laughs> or something. But um, yeah. Oh, wow. So with, with, let's, let's go back a little bit like with um, Webster Town. How'd you start? How'd you get into it? How'd you get drawn into this world? And, you know, just uh, give us a little history yeah. recap. It's, I mean, it's an interesting one, I think. I mean, I think probably like most agents in the business, we probably took a quite a indirect path and an unusual path. It's not like you really go to, you don't decide to go to school and, you know, figure out how to become a, a talent agent. It's not a thing. Um, I personally, I was brought up in England. I initially started doing hotel management back in the day. Um, and then after a while, I's had an epiphany that this isn't what I want to do. And maybe I could do something I genuinely like actually enjoy. Um, that was film and TV. I was always a little bit of a film and TV nerd. I thought maybe there's something within there. Uh, and so I, I started looking into that. My dad uh, used to live in Vancouver in the 60s. He told me what a beautiful place Vancouver was. Uh, and so I looked around and I found a, a college over here, BCIT, and I came and I did a, um, it was a television broadcast program at BCIT. And so I did that for a couple of years, loved what I was doing, went back to England. I then started doing the camera side of things right, at, right. at the end of the day. Um, and did, I enjoyed that at the moment you know at that time it was fantastic worked on teletubbies it was my claim to fame <laughs> claim to fame at the time uh that was a mad show they were all no i, I shouldn't say it you know they were enjoying themselves in between breaks um but uh and then i came over here thinking that the camera department was where my path was and i just couldn't get a job basically it was after 9 11 the industry had bot bottomed out and i just couldn't work so i had to think outside the box and the talent agency thing sounded pretty cool to me. <laughs> but when you said you were a, a, a TV nerd or whatever you, you, term you used, your intent was not to be in front of the camera. Your intent was no. just to be involved in the industry to some extent. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I've never, I mean, I think some agents maybe are, are closet actors. Uh, I was never one of those. I yeah. just 
enjoyed film and TV and, and would watch a lot and quote a lot as a kid. And it's just something I just genuinely enjoyed. But at, th at that time, I had no idea where that would take me. It was just, this is my passion. Why not do something yeah, I actually enjoy? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a novel idea, isn't it? <laughs> it's, um, and thank God I kind of went down that path. And it, it took a long time. And it, what do you think your turning point was? Like that when it just kind of said, okay, now I'm making money. Like, did you have a certain actor? And that you, do you remember the day oh. kind of like or the week where it just kind of... I clicked. Yeah. I mean, again, and it always takes longer than you think. And that's, I think, something I will tell any actor, agent, anyone in the business, yeah, but especially yeah. an actor or an agent, always takes longer than you think. And, it, you know, I struggled for years just doing my thing, seeing every, any actor that would come to me. I would put them on tape. You know, when I first started, I probably saw over 800 actors, yeah. everyone that applied to the little agency I was involved with at the time. Uh, just to get a sense of who was out there. And yeah, it took years of that. Then I went to a bigger agency, really got stuck in with, you know, understanding what it really was to be a talent agent. Got a, uh, handed a couple of established actors at the time to, to work with and sink my teeth into, did a great job with them, and then branched out on my own. And even on my own, honestly, the first five, six, seven, eight years were looking back, you know, again, in my mind, because you have to, you need this in this business. In my mind, I'm like, I'm great. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at this. I have great talent they could blow up anytime looking back a lot of them unfortunately weren't there and, and you know i didn't have that experience at the time eventually after several years i saw what worked uh and now luckily i'm in a place that yeah i've just i've only got fantastic working actors i, I think it was initially getting may, maybe like you know again guest stars when the clients were getting out from doing the one-liners and the actor roles and when those clients some of them started developing into guest stars and reoccurring guest stars and eventually series regulars and you know that's where the money's at that's where clients can really um, jump from there into into the big leagues um, our guest is agent andrew webster of webster talent uh, andrew is there a standard operating procedure if there's a big production in town does the production seek out the talent or does the talent seek out the production and you rep the talent I rep the talent. It, ultimately, the producers and the networks and the studios, they will seek the talent at the end of the day, and they will hire the casting directors. We have some wonderful casting directors in, in Vancouver and across Canada. They will put out their breakdowns. Um, and then, yeah, it's part of our job to scour those breakdowns, find out what are they wanting, what are they searching for. So you, you have a rep then, a relationship with casting directors. And if you know a casting director is looking for this type and you've got client A that fits that type, you're making sure that the casting director knows about your client. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's a matter of submitting online. Everything's online these days and we'll submit online. But also, as you said, it's relationships you know dropping a line and texting even the casting director like hey like this person would be great could you please see them a couple of um, martini lunches does that stuff work oh it works <laughs> absolutely people like to enjoy themselves in this yeah. industry it's uh, it all works um so yeah like it's just really pushing the you know making sure they see the client if i believe they should be seen doing everything i can to make sure they're at least seen um that's a big part of it and how does the, the cost structure work into it? Like, for example, do you know what their budget is and do you know what you think you could get your client from that budget? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes, especially with independent film, you're not too sure. But quite often, if it's a studio film or a network film, yeah, there's, there's certain you know, norms of where I think, you know, an actor should be, you know, what they should be getting. And, so if, and a lot of my job is just making sure they're getting what's fair. And sometimes that's not possible. And even with the big networks like Netflix, I, mean, I, I love Netflix, but Netflix can be a little tight sometimes. They, they take a very 
different approach to all the other mainstream American networks. They've all, you know, they have certain things and there's a, a top of show fee and rate that, you know, if you're an esta- really established actor and you're on a really good reoccurring guest star role, let's say, there's a top of show fee that's very industry standard. Um, you know, it's around like 18,000 an episode, like with the buyout, we have the buyout in Canada. Um, Netflix just don't do that. Okay. <laughs> and it's very odd. I mean, and so it, I fight and I had to fight for this recently and a few times of like, just give us what's standard and what's fair. But they, they dance to their own tune. And, and what happens if a show just takes off and is a runaway smash or the, let's say the artist just blows up mm-hmm. for whatever reason becomes the, the new it person? How then do you say, okay, now this is your new price? How do you do that? Well, it's just renegotiating. I mean, it depends where you're at. If you, if it's a series regular, you're going to be locked into, could be a three-year, could be a five-year, seven-year deal with that network. Everything's already laid out, the fee, the bump every year. Saying that, you can usually after the second year, if it's a monster hit and you, they can't deny that, then for sure you can actually go after the second year or third year and you can right. try and re- you know, renegotiate. Um, if it's not under contract, you can really try and renegotiate anytime you want. Um, I mean, there are some standards of, you know, you've got to give them a few episodes mm-hmm. to prove themselves and casting will always, you know, try and sort of say, no, we can't do it this season, try next season. But yeah, it's part of my job to yeah. at least push and try. I'm sure, I'm sure a few of our listeners would like to get $18,000 per episode. Yeah, yeah. And, a couple uh, of our hosts would like so to do that. Yeah, well. so yeah. It, uh, leads into, it leads me into, like, just talking to our audience a bit, Joe. Like, like I want an agent. Somebody comes along. Says, no. I want an agent. I want to get in this game. Like, you know, what's some recommendations to our listeners that, that are maybe thinking about uh, sure. doing yeah. this? What do, you know, have, what, what do you recommend? What are, the, what are the do's and don'ts of agent shopping? Uh, I mean, you know, if, again, if you're, I guess we're probably talking like a new actor, like someone who's just starting out and they're looking for an agent. I mean, it's all about, you have, it's, for me, it's the work. You know, it's the, it's the, end, it's the end results. Like, do they have the talent? Do they have the work? If they do, they have to be able to showcase that effectively to that agent. So, you know, you need really good headshots, professional headshots. You need some kind of demo, you know, even if it's just classwork or something you've done at home, even an incredible monologue. It's not the most ideal thing, but we need to see it. It's, it's a visual medium. Um, so, you know, you just have to get out there, do the research, who are good agents in town, who is there an agent in a big agency, is there an agent that's new that might be expanding their roster, uh, and really t- trying so, to but, target but, the right people. Well, you, what, I, what I'm interested in is, it, can it be done? And, and, and when I say that, it's like you got a person, they go, maybe they're doing a little bit of study, they send you a reel. They say, hey, you know what? I, I always thought about being an actor. You know, I, I think I'd be good at it. They really haven't got much. Mm-hmm. Can they, like, two weeks later end up on, like, a television show doing, it's doing po- it? Absolutely. I mean, that's the crazy thing about this industry. It is possible. It's not okay. easy, but I think it's absolutely possible. I mean, we still, we're a boutique agency. We predominantly just work with established actors and some really interesting yeah. young emerging talent. So we don't take on that many talent but we will look at everyone like everyone that actually applies to our agency we will always look at the email we'll look at their material because you just never know you don't know who could be the next big thing so do you have some success stories uh i mean a lot of my clients have been with me for years and we've kind of you know 
you know built that over several yeah. years um, I mean, there was, I mean, I do have one, which I, I think was relatively quick in the big scheme of things. Again, there's no such thing as an overnight hit. Like it yeah, just, yeah. it's not possible. That overnight sensation probably took five to 10 years to chip away. Um, but I had this one client, uh, Mason Temple, great name. Um, yeah, uh, he came out of, um, studio 58 and, you know, good theater guy, young guy. And I, again, the name kind of drew me to him, but he's sort of like half Taiwanese, good looking young guy, like, but just again, came from theater and he just he had the talent. So I took him on. Anyway, he booked a couple of tiny roles. I mean, I want to say actor roles, but one of these I think was literally, you just had to wink at a, at a cute girl in a hallway at, at the school in the scene. That was, that was one of his first gigs. Another one I think was a one liner. And then after that, I had a tape for, it was a, ma a major recurring guest star on Ginny and Georgia which became last year, season one was the number one hit um, on Netflix. It was the number one show glo oh, wow. globally. And he had a, a major reoccurring guest star on that. And he was just perfect for the role. He had the right ethnicity, the right, it, just, it was him. You know, he, uh, he had the music uh, background as well, which they wanted. And he then they looked all across America, North, uh, North America for that role. And he ended up doing a couple of callbacks and he booked it. And, you know, from going from like winking at a cute girl and that was his scene. to then all of a sudden he's now a, a pretty major young player in within Canada. So he's he's making you bank. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. <laughs> it is Netflix, though. Remember it what is. I said oh, about that's Netflix? Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Andrew, it's been a pleasure talking to you. There's, there's more we want to get on from you, but we're going to have you back. That would be great. Absolutely. We're going to give you a parting gift of an Everything Film mug. Thank if you, you want so the much. complete set, you've got to come back for number two. Okay? <laughs> I'll be back. I love the mug. I love my tea. I'm English, so I'll be back. How do people find uh, Webster Talent? Uh, we have a website, WebsterTalent.com. Um, we're also on IMDb, but yeah, probably the website's the best thing. And just uh, info at WebsterTalent.com. If hey, anyone wants to if, drop us a line, we're if you're ever looking to sign a couple of guys that do a radio show, I think I could put you in touch with one or two. Yeah, just actually, just throwing it yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, make, done. Probably won't make you bank, but you never know. Right? Hey, no, I don't know. You guys could do super well. <laughs> Andrew Webster, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Cheers.